Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said in these known today, the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. Well, welcome to... Yes, welcome to our show. Welcome to Cinema Slaughter. Slaughter. Indeed. It's a bloody... We're getting ready for a bloody good time. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Right. Night. For real. For real. (laughs) Still, still, in my opinion, um, one of the two best 80s vampire movies... That and, right, and well, the Lost Boys, the Lost Boys. Yeah, I'm partial to the Lost Boys. I think for me, uh, actually, I'm a little more partial partial to Fright Night. Um, really? Yeah, for me, it had like a, a little more of a comedic element that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was also the the fact that they, I, I think, were more um, closer to vampire mythology. Like with the Lost Boys, there was that. They had to drink from that cup or something, you know? Yeah. Which didn't seem very, like, you know. Yeah, kind of like it put a spin on it that was a little different. But it kind of kept yeah. things, you know, a little bit on the rails in terms of vampire mythology, right? They had to be invited in, mm. water mm. and, it's... and garlic worked on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, believe me, it was still, still an excellent uh, movie. I really, really enjoyed it. Um I think I need to watch that again. You know, to... I watched it with Sebastian. Excuse me, about two two years ago, maybe, and he loved it. He thought it was great. Oh yeah, he likes he likes a lot of the uh, '80s horror movies and sci-fi movies that I expose him to. So oh, absolutely, he's got good taste. He's got good taste. He takes right after his father. Right, the chip off the old block. That's right, as they say. So uh, we are here to discuss now. This was Omar's pick. Yes. So, I mean, I've, yeah, it's kind of been a mix a little bit. You know, we've had um, our fair share of of picks, uh, one and the other, and stuff that we actually agreed upon together. Um, but this was Omar's pick. I'd never even heard of this movie. The Vast of Night uh, is the title. And um, Omar, this is your pick, so this is your baby today. Let you know, tell me about it. There was a couple of questions I had too, so um, take it away. All right. <clears throat> so I'm, um, I'm, I'm an aspiring filmmaker myself, so uh, a screenwriter, and this movie, um, it was a simple story. It was set in the what was it early was it early sixties maybe late fifties, and um, it's. Right on the cusp of the of the sixties, but right, yeah, late fifties. Right, and it's it's a very dialogue heavy movie, like probably one of the most dialogue heavy movies I've ever seen, if not the most <laughs> dialogue heavy movie I've ever seen. And I like, I I I never got bored with the dialogue. Um, the 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 shots were awesome, and and I'm not really much into camera angles and stuff like that, but they, the story itself is about UFOs, again, set in the past. The way that they speak is very reminiscent of that um, that time, you know, the, that decade. And um, 
And so, you know, there's this threat. uh, There are these uh, aliens and, uh, you know, people are talking about it. And it's a small town in the Midwest. And um, I just, I I, I love this movie. It was very simple in in the premise for the most part, you know. Um, It was... It was yeah. really, um, it, it wasn't location heavy either. It was really an mm. intimate film about these two people. Yes. About, um, she's a switchboard operator in a small town. Um, right. Uh, was... uh, Faye is her name. That's and right. And Everett is a DJ in the mm-hmm. same town. So they kind of have a connection. I think they're friends as it is. Right. Um, and they both discover a strange frequency that um i think wasn't it a lot of people were telling them that they're hearing things or was that it yeah so they had they had this person call in to the radio show or um through the switchboard and the switchboard operator uh faye you know transfers the call over to everett and you you know slowly realize that the person calling isn't a crackpot you know this is a a man who was in the military who was exposed to what seemingly is a, is a story about aliens um it the set, it's set in new mexico mm-hmm. in the in the late 50s so you know already the that area in the southwest is kind of a hotbed for area 51 and um you know ufo sightings and things of that nature but what really gets me at the beginning of this film is the the dialogue. And you're right. This was like expedition, uh, exposition 101. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was yeah. just, you know, there was, <laughs> there's little to no action throughout this entire film. And, and then it kind of picks up near the, the end of the film. Right. And so it may feel a little bit long, but it's interesting um, in how the and how these people deliver the dialogue. But... Um, the beginning of the film, they're talking about like popular mechanics and, mm-hmm. other, and other articles, science articles about, oh, you know, what the future has in store for us and what we'll be doing and, and how we'll be reacting. And we're going to have phones that will be in um, embedded, you know, into, <laughs> um, you know, subcutaneously and we'll be able to make phone calls from our own body and, and all of these things, you know, right, that right. obviously haven't happened. It's like, how come we don't have flying cars yet? You know that the those types of things, but the articles, the futuristic articles from uh, Popular Mechanics that were real at the time were extremely interesting, and it kind of sets the tone for the the two main characters because they it's almost like they they're like Fox Mulder's parents, you know, like they want <laughs> to <true>. believe, <laughs> they want to yes. believe, like the truth is out there, you know, right, and um, and it's funny how how the story develops around them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was a very interesting premise, although it is a little slow moving. See, here's the thing is that it, it is slow moving, but um, it was, it reminded me to a certain extent of, um, what was that uh, Tarantino movie, um, Death Proof? Like there were parts in Death Proof where there was just nonstop talking, nonstop talking. But for me, the dialogue was written so well that I was never bored with it. Like, it just caught my attention, like, it grabbed my attention and didn't let go. And that was the same with this movie. And right. there were some parts as there were, uh, as um, Faye and, uh, I forgot what was his name again? Everett. Everett. They were just walking through the town, talking, talking, talking. 
And I was sitting there watching with a big old grin on my face. Like, I just... I was just enjoying it. It was just like a, 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 like a meal, you know. I was just sitting there eating it up, and it just—I don't know. There was something. It was also um, it was a time of innocence, in my opinion. Um, you know, of course, uh, you know that there there was also a great deal of racism and, and things like that. But there's such a small town, and. And the, the characters are young, and, and and there was just the sense of innocence that I really appreciated, you know. Um, yes, but you know that uh, that racism is addressed. It is the main character. It is, and they, it is. and they did it in such a way that I, I found that it was um, tastefully I done. Mean, it, yeah, wasn't it, was it wasn't heavy handed. It wasn't heavy handed. Right. It was. But it, it makes excellent. you feel like the weight of that racism. That even though the the caller who you know right. calls in and says I was exposed to this. Um, the, to this sound before, and I was, you know, these were alien technologies. I've, I saw this vehicle, this uh, mm-hmm. alien vehicle, um, and the caller, the call drops, and they have to, and he has to try and call in again and, mm-hmm. and get reconnected. Um, and then he's, he's like, well, I'm, you know, said, you know, people don't believe me, and he goes, that, you know, I, I'm surprised that you do. And he's like, well, why? You know, why would you think that I wouldn't believe you? He's like, well, I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. He's like, and no one believes my story. No one believes what I have to say, and no one's listening to me. Yes. And so the Everett addresses that. He says, "Well, I, that's not you know what their problem is. Basically, I, that's not my problem. Right. I, I really believe what you're saying, and I want to hear more. Like you know, that's you know, I, I appreciated how they handled it. Like you said, it was, it was subtle." Um, right. Interesting in a way that that played out because obviously, I mean, New Mexico. You know, in the mid, uh, the Southwest at at a time where you know to be a black man in in America, I mean, you can't even imagine you know Jim Crow and everything else that went through. Um, and this was probably on also on the cusp of um, you know the um, civil civil rights you know, movement, right? Yeah, civil rights movement and things right. like that. So it made uh, you know it didn't make a, a mountain out of a molehill in terms of the the the. The dialogue between these two people, but it, they were able to address each other as men or just as people who wanted to know one person needing to know what the other person wanted to say. Exactly, and the thing is, is that you had this, uh, you know, this African American character who who you never see. He's just he's just calling in, and it it the the whole race aspect. I mean it touched upon it in a in you know in a, in a meaningful way but it didn't like overwhelm the whole story because he had a, a story to tell of his experience with you know uh, working in a place where they were was it moving stuff around that had you know something to do with UFOs and you know uh, alien technology and whatnot and um and so you know that Everett you know he respects him and and he's listening to him and and then they start picking up noises that you know through the uh, through the uh, through the phone lines and and um, and then they meet up with an older woman who tells her story and she seems a little out there. But then yeah, talk to me about that lady because that she was <laughs> right. awkward for me. It did a she little. I think it, I think that with that scene, it, it maybe dragged on a little too long, you know, but. What she had to say, and and they actually, even as she told them the story, 
they seemed to um, like when she when she asked if she could go with them. I think Everett kind of doubted her and is like, "All right, this lady's kind of crazy." But then, as they're driving along, her story's vindicated. Yeah, like I mean, you you're gonna know <laughs> sooner or later that you're gonna meet up with whatever this lady is talking about, right? Exactly, and it's done I mean, in it's, such it, a. It's just done in such a, in my opinion, like in a simple way, but an intelligent way. I, I like the way it was done. You know, it's not overwhelming. It's not you know so um, heavy-handed as a lot of a modern Hollywood movies are you know especially mm -hmm. th those that deal with science fiction it's done in such a subtle and intelligent way and and i really have an appreciation for that yeah. um so i you know not not to get and i'm not going to give it away but but uh, i just well, really I want to it. i mean there's some things that i need to give away here um because okay. the ending for me at first i was like well wait a second is is this what i think is happening to 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 them or is this um and so, you know, I hate spoilers, but we're about spoilers. I mean, okay, we're all right. A movie. So, you know, so here's the deal. If you don't want to hear the spoilers, then pause the podcast, watch the film, and then you can and go then back come to back. hear what we have to think. Yeah. And then come back, so, right. So here's my take on it. So at first I watched this, and they finish up with this lady. Uh, first of all, they walk into this lady's house. She invites this kid, Everett, the DJ, mm -hmm. over to her home. She hears his radio show and hears the caller and says, my husband dealt with something similar. I've been you know, keeping this secret um, from everyone for years. And they go to her home, which is local and you know, in town, like maybe five minutes away. And so, <laughs> which was kind of convenient, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> So anyway, they she they go to this lady's house and when they get there, she's kind of in in this trance like state or um, reciting this this a this weird language, you know, and you don't know what mm. she's saying. She doesn't really come out and say what it is that she was saying. She doesn't. She's very cryptic in all of that stuff. Other than there's obviously, you know, her husband, I, I gathered that her husband was taken. Right. And again, it's never explained. I think they leave it kind of vague. And and there there is a certain, I, I think, when we approach the end of the film, is that there is a lot of, you know, vague things for the audience to interpret, which, again, I'm always open to that. I don't like everything being explained to me, you know? Right. I'm, I'm the same way. Right, I don't right. Mind, I don't mind sometimes, you, you know, they give you mm. kind of an explanation, but if it's done... If if it's done in a nice way where it's not patronizing, then then that's fine. But mm. um, you know, as I'm watching this film and they're kind of speeding away and they're trying to uh, many people because they left the switchboard in town unmanned. He left the radio station unmanned and they're running around town trying to decipher what's happening. And now they're hearing uh, they get back to town and now they hear about all these people saying that there's something in the sky. There's something in the sky. What's happening? And all of these people are coming, are going around. Um, so now they're speeding, and they almost crash the car, and they they get out of the car, and um, you know, they, at some point in the story, they picked up her little sister, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because she was left alone. I, there there were some confusing scenes as to what was actually going on, um, and then you know, at the, at the very end of this film. 
they um, they sense this there's something in the sky themselves, and as they're walking into this field, uh, the the trees kind of clear, and then there's this mothership type thing that's just floating in the sky, and then it comes down. And then it kind of bounces back and forth. It goes to a scene in town and, and the homes and, and all these other things. It, it, it cl- um, goes to a scene with the high school. There was a basketball game or something going on at the high school, and suddenly you know, the game is over and people are exiting the high school. It's like life goes on in the small right. town America. Mm-hmm. You know, every, everything's normal, but then it switches back to where you know our protagonists are in this field and all you see are their sneaker um shoe prints in the in the dirt and uh the dj had a tape recorder that he was using to record the the old lady and that's the only thing left are the footprints and the dj's tape recorder and the three of them are gone yes so as if to say that the the aliens had abducted them exactly the the thing i you know that that I really enjoyed is um, they recorded the lady, the older lady, earlier early on, as she's um, reciting this kind of alien chant or whatever in yeah. this alien language, right? Ma- so Mabel, right? Mabel. He, they're recording her, and then as they're driving around, because they picked up, a, they got a ride from these this other couple, and they played back that chant from the recording mechanism that this guy had. And then the people right. driving the car got affected by it where they it put them into some type of trance. So it suggests that the aliens have been messing around with these people in this town, or this location, for who knows how long, you know? And it that right. language had an effect on their behavior where they, they went into a trance. And so that was the part that I liked, that it was kind of done in a subtle way, and you don't expect it. I certainly didn't expect it. He turns it on, he plays it, all of a sudden they're driving, and they go into a trance, and they they lose control of the car. Right, right. You know, know, and that's good, that's good, because I didn't didn't put that together at first, and and now that you say it, it makes perfect sense. Right, right. Like, I was like, well, why the hell are they, like, just suddenly, you know, not paying attention? And yeah, you're right, I'm like, well, what is wrong with this guy? And I, I think you're right. That's why when she was reciting the, you know, the words, she, the old lady, was in a trance, and, and right, and they, were, you know, there was like a hushed scene. Yes, and it was an odd scene. I mean, it, that was probably the most atmospheric and quote creepy scene yes. in the film. It was very, very ominous scene with that old lady. I, I like that one. Like that's probably my favorite part of the film, and then the ending, obviously. Exactly, exactly, and also. Throughout the movie, as the movie's playing, it, it kind of dissolves into this old-style television set. And there's an announcer, and you get the vibe that this is some kind of show, almost like The Twilight Zone. And and as yeah. Lenny knows, I am a huge, <laughs> huge, huge fan of The Twilight Zone. Um, yeah. Even re-watching it, you know, um, uh, like for the... 20th time you know all the episodes i'm a huge uh fan of rod serling and and uh charles beaumont and you know all those guys um 
So that that kind of that thing that they do there with where, where it's like as if you're watching a, an old old uh, sci-fi show uh, is yeah, thrown in there, exactly. and, and I that, loved it. I loved it. I thought it was just yep, fantastic. Yep. So much fun. Yeah, it was cool. I and I did like like that too. My um, if I was to have a complaint, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the opposite. I like um, I like movies that that have dialogue and and are character driven as well. I wanted some. I wanted something more to happen. I wanted there to be a little bit more. You know, you right. don't have to explain what's happening. You don't right. necessarily have to tell me mm-hmm. where these aliens are coming from, why they're here, what their intentions. I don't care about knowing any of those things. Right. I want. I want more to take place in a film, and I understand it's low budget. You know, they 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 did what they could, and it was more character and dialogue driven. But I, I just wanted there to be some more, something juicy that that you could latch on to. Um, I, I felt I, like it wasn't enough. I can I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that. But uh, like for me, it was it, it was about the atmosphere. Like it wasn't. There were you know certain things that uh, of course like like I said the whole thing with the with the chanting and stuff like that that suggests that you know that these aliens have been doing this for a long time and you know that they've targeted this town or or whatever the case may be but yeah I mean that could have been more of a I guess like you said something juicy or or a bigger twist or something like that but but it just I don't know for me it was enough with with the with the characters, with the, with the dialogue, with, you know, um, like, you know, she's got to go pick up her younger sister and, you know, and that these are regular people living regular lives back then. And so it just, that was enough for me. And that's why I just, I just really, really enjoyed this movie. Like I said, I was just watching this thing, feeling my face getting pulled, (laughs) pulled, side to side with you know a big old smile i just i i don't know something about it just was very charming to me (laughs) hey man i'm with you i like like i said i like the setting especially because it was at that moment where you know 50s uh cinema especially you know there were Aliens were everywhere, and mm-hmm. radioactive monsters, and all these other things. You know, people. I love were, it. Love it. You know, <laughs> Martians and everything. You know. Yep. Um, uh, all of that. Uh, you know that the mentality of I, I, like I said earlier, I want to believe, um, is there. It's ripe for the picking. And like I said, there are moments in this where you know this is obviously a sci-fi film, but there are moments of real. There's like a thriller element mm-hmm. to this as well. And I think they did a good job of kind of building that tension throughout the, um, the the movie. The script was really well written. I liked the characters themselves. Um, I thought the actors were really solid. Um, Sierra McCormick was was Faye Crocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and the old time old time glasses. I know I've never seen her before, but I, I just yeah love it. She's got the saddle shoes and all that. Ah, oh, it's fantastic. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think she was. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember where I saw her, but I know I've seen her before. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, she was a solid actor in this, and uh, I think she really carried half. Yeah, you know, obviously more than half the film. The other, her counterpart, um, you know, he was um, Everett. I'm mm-hmm. trying to. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm just gonna have to look it up because I don't remember. I think he might be a. Fr- yeah, it might be a first-time actor actually. 
But um, Jake Horowitz yeah. is the actor who played Everett. Yep. And yeah, I like, mean, I don't see him in anything either, so I don't know. Right. But, uh, this might have been his first thing that he's done. Um, and he was good too. He I really was. Found, he I was. really found their interactions together. Like you could tell that they had a mutual respect and they really liked each other. You know the characters. Yeah. Right, right, and the chemistry yeah. was great between them. Yep, but just um, not not enough, not enough to make me love this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, so talk to it me. was I enough, man. Did. It was enough. I know you did. You were totally into. You're like, dude, I you do. have to see this. And I'm uh, like, all right, well, yeah. I'll watch it right, right after I watched uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is, you know, batshit crazy. And this is so kind of um, a little not... more grounded, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though it deals with aliens, etc., it is a little more grounded. It's, um, you know, there's there's um, there's a quiet, you know, intimate view here uh of what would happen if aliens sh- you know showed up in a small town in the 50s and uh you know I- yeah i think they i think they hit the piece you know that that period um they hit it well right so give me your rating omar out of five five out of five what are you giving me um all right so be- like you said because of the lack of um you know, of, of a real, you know, punchy kind of, you know, s- something that's super hyper juicy and dramatic and, you know, a big surprise. I'll probably take off half a point, a half a star or whatever. So I'll give it, yeah. I, I give it four and a half, man. I give it. Oh, wow. Okay. Absolutely. I, I just, I loved it. There was, just, like I said, man, that there was just something so charming about it. I, yeah. I don't know. It, it just really did it for me. Uh, I think you you're definitely on point with that, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to say maybe two and a half. Oh, you bastard! Damn you, damn to hell, Leonard! Uh, <laughs> you are you are not protected by the uh, by the ejaculation of serpents. You are not. <laughs> I revoke that. I revoke. That. Oh man, that's not fair at all. Um, oh, which. Also reminds me, man, so we're talking about the whole thing with, uh, you know, that, that I'm trying to write some, um, write, you know, pilot. And, you know, I, I've actually got a draft written and, you know, we got to got to work on it and stuff. And so the story that I'm working on deals with, um, you know, ancient Sumerian mythology and gods and, and, you know, the Anunnaki and all that kind of stuff. And so I found this channel on YouTube, man. What was it called? The Mysterious Middle East. And they discuss that stuff. And I mean, they sort of talk about it like, you know, not not matter of factly, but, um, you know, they they kind of hint at certain things of Stargates and, you know, and like I said, Anunnaki and Jinn and all sorts of stuff. And I just got to give a little shout out to that uh, YouTube channel. It's It's just so much fun. I, I just enjoyed it because it touched on so much me, of the stuff, yeah. Yeah, you just sent it to me today. I haven't yeah. really had a chance to take a look at it. It's um, great. But I also wanted to shout out to that article. It was a New York Times report. Ah, that's kind of, right, yes. So I'm always incredulous whenever someone's talking to me about aliens and all these other things. You know, I, I am like Mulder. I want to believe too, but I really find it hard to believe that aliens that have been able to traverse... 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, parsecs, light years and, and all that. Yeah, light years distance right. from planet to planet come mm-hmm. here to visit hillbillies and <laughs> anally probe them again and again and again and again and again. And There's it just a lot gets could, to me. that could be discovered in uh, anal probing. So. That being said, there was a New York Times article, and look, we're not going to talk about political bias or anything else, but this is actually an interesting report with some people that were high up in our government, and the Pentagon, uh, and a Pentagon consultant made revelations to the New York Times, and you, anyone who's interested in exploring this stuff, you may want to you know, check it out. Explosive UFO report in the New York Times makes mention of off-world vehicles not made on this earth this is direct yeah i mean this is uh, actually was the 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 air was i think um some fighter uh pilots from the from the navy recorded this thing and and this has kind of been going viral like this been going on for that it was like originally it leaked a couple of years ago and and then they confirmed it and and i'm also pretty skeptical like it just yep. doesn't make sense to me. I, I think that I'm under the impression that if aliens are able to travel to our planet, then they could probably do it without. Um... Okay, <laughs> dude, you just said we would like to Facetime, man. <laughs> Oop! All right, you still with me? All right, I'm still there. Okay. So, um, that's what I get when I put my phone in my pocket, you know? So, yeah, so what we said, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think, I I mean, again, like if they're able to visit our planet, I think they could do it in a way that we that they can't be detected, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I guess it depends on what degree, like you're talking about several different civilizations alien civilizations maybe some of them are so advanced that they can't be detected and others are not advanced enough and maybe those are the ones that the air force was able to you know what i mean film but at the same time also what are they doing in that specific location in the ocean what are they studying what are they looking at you know yeah because they seem to be it seemed to be that they were in one specific spot and then the ships the navy ships you know, got to that location. But still, regardless, um, they're saying this stuff is real. I mean, the Pentagon confirms it. They're saying that there's no way any country would be able to, uh, you know, come up with this type of technology. Who who knows, man? I'm fascinated by it. I I just think it's awesome. They said that they might have a piece of this technology, like that, that something fell off or something. So yeah, they were saying they actually had <laughs> some pieces of this, right? But but then again, I mean, who knows? Who you know, knows exactly? It's just speculation, but it is Fun. interesting it to is. see main mainstream news outlets reporting things that is really reserved for the likes of science fiction mm-hmm. or um, you know, you know, TV shows on now on the Discovery Channel at three o'clock in the morning. You know, yep. Or the History Channel at three o'clock in the morning, uh, where we get more uh, fiction than than science. But right. it is interesting to see it, and I thought it would be relevant since we just finished watching an interesting story about, you know, aliens mm-hmm. coming to visit us, and uh, what if? What, what if? Indeed, there? indeed. I mean, 
yeah, it's it's fun to think about. I again, I'm 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 a skeptic by nature, but like me too. Who yeah, who knows, man? I mean, there were there were times when I was a kid where I you know really really believed in that stuff, but you know you get older and then you know stuff gets disproven and and you know you, you sort of become much more skeptical as an adult or, or at least most of us do but i need hard science i do too man uh where's um you know neil degrasse tyson uh <laughs> you know he's he's the one who We're says all that stuff i wish i wish uh, you know i don't know how much, how much of a horror fan he is but yeah well it doesn't matter this is about sci-fi and genre films there, and, there you, you know, go talk about octavia butler and, mm. and other amazing sci-fi uh you know literary giants and see what he thinks but uh yes that's for another day folks it is but um yeah well this was a, it was actually a fun film the two and a half that i gave it really doesn't do it justice i don't think i really um i just felt like it was a little too slow and, mm. and not enough happened and like at the end of the film when they're meeting up with that old lady and then they get you know, finally get taken by the aliens. I felt like it was just, I, I kind of felt like something like that was going to happen, and but it just wasn't enough of a payoff at the end. Right. Because even at the end, you don't really see anything happen. It's all implied mm. because th there's just footprints and the tape recorder left behind. Right. So, you know, w what happened? I mean, obviously there's aliens there. Probably they were abducted, but... We don't know, you know, anything else. I'll tell you one thing that I, I was kind of, um, kind of like, I was like, wait a minute, is this what I'm looking at? But with the footprints in the in the, in the uh, sand or the soil or whatever, it looks like they were. It was ash. I thought that too at first. I'm like, well, did they were they you know destroyed, disintegrated by these aliens? That's but I was kind of wondering about that. I didn't think I, at first. I was like, well, what the hell? oh no, that's not what happened because I really <laughs> didn't thought again. I'm like, well, there wouldn't have been footprints. All that's true. The pile. Yeah, ashes, yeah, you know, yeah. Probably would have just been lone footprints and then just the ashes. You know. Or there wouldn't have been footprints at there all, actually. Yeah, all, yeah, right, yeah. That's the ashes true. Ashes happened after they were disintegrated, so I was like, "All right, right." Maybe they were just standing around in loose soil, and that's mm. why we see footprints, and now they're gone. But right. why the tape recorder still being? Why wouldn't the aliens have taken everything if they took their clothes and and all three of them? Why right. would the tape recorder not go up there with them? You know, I mean, mm. I don't know. And that's yeah. just the mystery of the end of this film. It so, is. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have a couple of things, fun things lined up soon. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we're not just going to podcast about movies. We got um, some records. We discussed, you know, the, some spoken word stuff from Cadabra Records. We'll be doing some interviews with some interesting personalities very soon. People who have... Um, you know, kind of made horror and genre in general uh, is something that they that they've taken into themselves and and have been so influenced by it that they're making music uh, based on you know horror uh, influences and they're making horror soundtracks from them or doing uh, you know terrifying treats for the holidays you know horror horror soundtracks uh, for Christmas time 
Um, and we have a couple of, like I said, personalities, like a buddy of ours, Jim Bruno, who's like, a, you know, our, our man of a thousand voices and mm-hmm. has an encyclopedic knowledge of stuff. So, um, we're gonna, we're gonna have some other oddball things in store for everybody and, uh, we hope you enjoy it. I just wanted to give a shout out to my man, Eric Wright. He is the curator of Midnight Magazine. I write, uh, articles for Midnight. And so Eric is a great guy. I just wanted to give a shout out to Midnight Magazine. Uh, we hope to have our website up soon. Will you be able to link to Midnight and pick up some back issues and future issues of Midnight as well as Midnight Tales? Um, and you should check them out there. It's a great fanzine for all things horror, reviews of horror movies. I review horror movie soundtracks or, you know, sci-fi and horror film soundtracks. How do they, uh, I'm sorry, how do they get to that? Is it Midnight Magazine? It's, I think it's going to be Midnight.com, but oh, uh, midnight. right now you can you know check them out from Midnight Magazine if you're on Facebook or if you're on Instagram. You can check them out on social media for now. Um, that's probably the best way to get to him. Cool. And uh, our buddy Cooch with Cooch. WebVantage LLC. You can check him out at WebVantage.us. US. And for all of your web hosting and e-commerce needs, you should check them out too. They're, they're awesome. So a big shout out to those guys. And we really appreciate you your interest in this. And we get a lot of people uh, buzzing about it. We have um, a lot of people that are messaging me, texting. I've gotten a ton of social media messages saying that they really enjoyed the first two or three episodes that are up right now. And it's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm happy people are digging this, and we hope to really make it more robust and extremely interesting. So, uh, yeah, I hope you liked it. And Omar, thanks for recommending like the film, actually. It was actually sure. pretty cool. So if you get a chance, check out this movie. It's not the typical stuff that you're used to. All right. Rock and roll. Have a good one. Take care.